Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. The Flathead's only local sports talk show, The Knock on Sports, 6 to 8 weeknights, only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. We're down to the final week of the high school fall football season, and join me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline to break it all down as he was there in Missoula. Pretty chilly night. I can't remember if it was raining or not, but either way, he was covering Senior versus Sentinel. Good friend of the show, Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian and 406 MT Sports. Jordan, great to chat with you once again, man. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited uh, and to be back, back on here, and I appreciate it, man. <clears throat> Jordan, always a pleasure to have you on the show. And I got to start with this, man. You were out there Friday night. You were covering the senior Sentinel game. I thought senior, if they were going to have a chance, it was going to be junior Bergen trying to move the football, third down conversions. He's going to have to do some things with his legs here. But once again, Sentinel just shuts the door on my theory, and they continue to win in dominating fashion. Yeah, you know, it was just one of those things where, you know, it, it, it kind of felt like that, you know, senior had some scripted plays a lot like, uh, great falls um, in, in that playoff game. There's just, you know, some scripts and stuff there. And, you know, a few things are working towards the beginning. And really, you know, that that first senior drive, I mean, it was 11 plays, 71 yards. It was methodical. Um, but it, it just, you know, once, you know, the the settled, you know, defense kind of settled down. They started, you know, they forced, uh, I believe it was four turnovers, three interceptions in the first half, um, and, and just really started to cruise. And that offense is so hard to, so hard to, um, you know, stop. And I, I think it was um, each one of uh, Sentinel's offensive possessions in the first half, all five of them, if I remember correctly, um, all ended in touchdowns. And I mean, just that kind of efficiency, that kind of big playability um, throughout the game. I mean, it's just so hard to stop, especially when you have short fields and you have the athletes on both sides of the ball that Sentinel does. I mean, you know, senior, senior had some guys, I mean, but, you know, they were just able to shut down that passing offense and junior was not able to to get into the space like maybe he needed to and you know had some you know lost yardage and you know just could not you know find uh jackson berkeley with consistency and um you know this is something that you know i, I really thought that they were going to have to do is you know get 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 the, you know get to you know the outside and, and, and keep junior and uh, keep junior contained on the inside which mm-hmm. i thought they really did and you know uh, just penetration along the defensive line and it was just it was it was very impressive to watch Here's the thing, Jordan, and just looking at Junior here, I know they got some great football players over at Senior, but Junior has just been one of those guys that's been such an impact player these last couple of years. We've said his name for the last three seasons already. Um, but just seeing him play, getting a chance to, because we just don't normally get that opportunity to see him play on this side of the state. 
I was so impressed. I mean, I, I had the chance to talk to him after the game, and uh, just just a great, great, great young man. And um, you know, he is you know so fun to watch. His feet, his footwork is awesome. I mean, he makes plays and gets out of situations that you know you normally wouldn't see. His ability to you know reverse the field and you know roll to either side and just to to be such a dynamic you know offensive force. Um, it, it's so fun and just so impressive. You know, a kid that you know was a two-time All-State wide receiver. You know, coach asked him to 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 play quarterback, and coach asked him to you know get into the get into the running offense and, and take advantage you know of his quick feet and strong arm. And um, it, it's just it, it was really really impressive to see um, you know him him in that in, in that light. And I I can't remember for sure, but I, I think I I think I saw him um, at, at some point when I was in Butte. Um, I believe there was a non-conference Butte senior game, but I might be I might be off on that. But I, I do believe that, and I, I you know I, I was just just so impressed. Um, you know, with with that, and I know he's just had so much success this year, and um, and 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 he and he's gonna he's gonna he has a bright future ahead of him in college too. So, um, it, it'll be interesting to see where they where, where they put him. I mean, I think there's a lot of different places where um he could he could find you know success. And um, but yeah, I, I was just I was just so impressed. It was really fun to watch him. Um, uh, just 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 go at it. Speaking of another impressive group, obviously that Sentinel offensive line highlighted by. Rollins, a Division One football prospect, clearly Geno Leonard, one of my favorite guys as well. Again, uh, middle linebacker, not your typical size for an offensive lineman, but I'll tell you what, he's one heck of one as it is. Uh, what was it like just talking to these five guys on the Sentinel offensive line? Great, uh, they're 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 real great kids, and you know they're they're just so athletic, and you know ha- have the ability to change the game. They're very very intelligent young men too, and um, you know they have a they have they have a lot of fun together and. Um, you know, there's definitely some rotation there. Uh, Connor and Zach Hangus are both fairly good baseball players as well. Um, so I, I've had a chance to see them in, in some other um, outlets too. And you know, Parker Lindsay, you know, this year just kind of steps in and um, really, you know, takes uh, takes hold of one of those guard spots. And you know, Gino obviously, but um, and Ramsey Knowles is a guy you know who played a little bit last year, but um, you know, he was able to 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 get, to get some more playing time and really and and going back to the Hangus brothers for a second I mean Zach comes in there you know at center and he really hasn't played center before so you know just just the way that they've been able to 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 cohesively come together um and just so well coached um by Chris Casina their offensive line coach and run game coordinator Pete Joseph um you know they're they're just very very impressive young men and um coached by a couple very good coaches and um it, it's just impressive you know they, they they've been able to to pick up so many um you know different things the Sentinels offense is so dynamic there's lots of rpos there's you know lots of you know screen plays and just things that you know you really ask your offensive linemen to 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 do a bunch of different things to be smart about it to not be downfield too quickly um while also you know asking them to to bulldoze or you know asking them to block for camden sermon who you know sometimes you know makes makes some very crazy plays out of out of nothing and you know having having those guys with their head on a swivel and you know understanding that you know that that they're going to have to freelance a little bit so um, that that to me that to me was very 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 impressive. Right now we're with Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian as we were talking about uh, the Sentinel Spartans as we we're getting ready for the Class AA state championship, which is this Friday between Billings West and Sentinel. Uh, Jordan, first off, man, just when you see these two teams matching up and just kind of looking at it on paper, what's the matchup that intrigues you the most? What's the one that jumps off the page at you? Isaiah Clanch and uh, those uh, wide receivers versus the Sentinel secondary. Um, I, I, I'm really truly been impressed this year um, with how 
you know, Sentinel has been able to, to defend against the pass. And I do think that West is going to try to challenge him on the outside. I mean, you know, West has obviously, obviously has Taco Dollar on the outside. Um, and that's a, that's, that's a weapon that not a lot of people have, but you know, they've, they've, they've really spread the ball around a lot this year. Neil Daly is a great player. Um, Taco's brother, um, Caden is is a phenomenal young man too, and you know he has five touchdowns and seventeen receptions this year. So he's one of those guys that you know you're you're, you're really going to have to be looking for. Um, and and I th- I think it's going to be a, a you know a similar kind of story. I mean, um, you know, it, it's going to be a thing where you know Sentinel's going to have to contain Clanch and you know some of those guys. But Clanch also isn't one of those guys that's going to run a whole bunch on you. So um, you know it, it, it allows the Sentinel um, defensive line to. Um, you know, really, really focus on, you know, taking away some of the other parts of the running game, some of the dynamic shifts and, you know, different, different, you know, plays that, um, you know, West has, West has used as bread and butter this year. But um, Sentinels had great success against, um, you know, pro style, traditional style quarterbacks this year. And I, I really see that continuing. And then, I mean, obviously Sentinels offense, it doesn't really matter what you throw at them at this point. Um, they've been able to, 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 to turn around and, and really make some, some great plays. But, um, but yeah, I, I guess the one thing would be, you know, secondary Connor McCarthy and, um, you know, just the, 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 the safeties. I mean, Caden Sermon's back out there sometimes. Uh, Jace Kusowicz, um has been, has been a really great DB for them as well. So um, there's, that would be, that, 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 that'd be where I'd be looking at this, this weekend. Be really curious to see how many times Taco Dollar or Jace Klusowicz match up this week, whether it be either, you know, either one on receiver DB. Yeah, no, um, it, it, it'll be great. You know, two, 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 two talented young individuals that, you know, are, are, are really going to have to, 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 to play, to play well against, against each other for either one of those teams to win. But, um, you know, Drew Klump as a, as a DB as well, I think he'll probably be matched up um, a, a little bit there. And it'll be interesting to see if West, you know, tries to play a little bit more matchup ball. Um, if Sentinel tries to play a little bit more matchup ball, which they really haven't done much man marking this year. They just kind of trusted their guys to um, be in the right position at the right time. So um, I, I, I think, I think there's a couple different, uh, you know, a couple different uh, wrenches that they're going to throw in and, and, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how Sentinel responds to that. Jordan, my last question on the Class AA State Championship. Do you think this is a low-scoring game, or do you think this is going to be a high-scoring game? Honestly, Anthony, I, at this point, I, I just it, it, it's hard to put any money against you know what what Sentinel's done. I think I think it's going to be close in the first half. Um, I, I and I do think that there's going to be a little bit there with Sentinel having to travel. Sentinel's not had to travel very much this year. I believe that they've only had two true road games um, this year: one at Butte and one at um, one up in Kalispell against uh, Glacier. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a thing where, you know, this will be a little bit different for them. So um, I know that they're, that they're leaving on Thursday, so they'll have a full day um, in Billings before they play the championship game. Um, And I I think, I think that'll be big. Um, But I, I I guess if I had to put it, I guess if I had to put a true number on it, I'd say Sentinel 35, West 20, um, something along those lines, Um, maybe Sentinel with a late touchdown or two. Um, But I I think this will definitely be a different, different you know animal than than, than than what Sentinel's obviously seen before and you know West and, and and they're really talented defense you know it'll be interesting to see what they come up with um to to, to try to shut down the you know the the, the Sentinel quarterbacks and, and the running game Jordan Hansen joining us right now from the Zillion 406 MT Sports he'll be covering Grizz basketball here very shortly as the Grizz will see Southern Utah here in just a few weeks December 1st and 3rd uh Jordan something interesting coming out for college basketball today not surprised that a bubble's being discussed. Obviously, we saw the success with the NBA with a bubble, but again, not as many teams, whereas we're talking about potentially for the entire NCAA tournament, one location, one bubble, 68 teams. What do you think about that? Good yeah. or bad idea? 
I mean, I, I think it's a good idea. I think it might be the 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 the, the only idea that that truly works. I, I think that you know, depending on you know how things go with a vaccine and the different things, different things like that, and how it's rolled out and how quick it's rolled out, and you know what it looks like. You know, we might be in a different place in March, um, which obviously I'm hoping. Um, I, I but I do think that with you know the NBA and NHL, you know, have provided some very 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 good footprints. Uh, or blueprints, I should say, you know, a, a, as far as making a, a tournament-style thing like this work, um, it's going to be a huge undertaking. But, you know, at the same time, and just from a strictly financial sense, the NCAA wants this tournament. They need it. The, you know, the, the schools, you know, a lot of these schools, you know, financially and their athletic programs, a lot of times are sub- subsidized quite a bit um, by uh, March Madness money. And, you know, they're going to fight tooth and nail to, to, to make this thing go. And I truly believe that it's probably the only you know, way that, 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 that they'll be able to do this. Cause if you can keep everybody, you know, kind of around, I, I think it's going to, you know, prevent less, or, you know, have, have less of a, less of an issue, especially if you have teams, you know, they're coming in and out of quarantine, you know, throughout the season, which has already happened and, and will continue to happen. And, you know, I, I think, you know, alleviating as much travel as possible um, will eventually, you know, be the, be the correct mode, correct way to, um, or the best way, I guess, for, for, for lack of a better word for, for the NCAA to go about this. <laughs> Jordan, let me get your thoughts on this. And I'm sure March Madness purists are absolutely going to tear me a new one for saying this. But again, the, we, we see the low to mid-major basketball teams. They don't normally advance past. Well, actually, they don't normally advance. So with that being said, would, you know, considering it's a unique situation, pandemic and all, and obviously, like you said, we don't know what the situation is going to be like in March. Hopefully, it'll be a lot better. Um, but do you think we should have like two tournaments, like a low to mid major tournament, split the field in half, and then the teams that win that tournament maybe can advance to the bit one with the bigger teams in it? What do you think about that particular idea? I think it's interesting, honestly. Um, and yeah, you definitely definitely might have some some diehards after you a little bit, but I, I, I do think that especially this year, there's such there's such a gulf between the power five teams that are able to, you know, have different testing protocols and just different, you know, things like that. And, you know, you have these smaller schools that are already hurting for money and, you know, a, a lot of, you know, questions as far as, you know, what they're actually going to be able to do this year. Um, I, I do think that, you know, having some sort of low mid-major tournament would, would, would be really fun. I think I think a lot of people would, would, would be really interested um, to, to, to see that. Um, I, I think, you know, you, you still would have a lot of people being like, ah, you know, I, I want to give, you know, the – these Cinderella's a chance, but uh, I, I just think in, in this college basketball atmosphere, you're, you're just continuing to see this widening gulf between, you know, these small schools and big schools. And, um, it, 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 it's kind of tough when, you know, you even going back a couple of years, you know, you have, you know, a, a team like, you know, Florida Gulf coast that, you know, makes a run of the tournament and, you know, helps, you know, subsidize its, you know, conference for, you know, the next couple of years simply because of that. And, you know, as we're, as, you know, the Wisconsin's and the Dukes and the, you know, Kansas's and the, you know, Oregon's of the world, you know, they don't have to really worry about this funding. I mean, they can just throw money, you know, at these, at these teams to come play them even. So I really think that, you know, it, in, in, in the interest of fairness, that I think, and especially this year, it would be a very interesting avenue to pursue. Uh, Jordan, really quick, looking at some Big Sky Conference basketball. Last week we saw the media days. Eastern Washington pick first, Grizz pick second. Again, we talked about this last time we had you on. I don't think there's a huge gap between these two teams, but just let me get your thoughts. How big a gap or is there one between Eastern Washington and the University of Montana? 
You know, I, I do think that there's a little bit there, but I, I, I it's just it's so hard to say without having seen Michael Stedman um, play in action yet. I mean, I've been told Eddie Egan's come a long ways um, this off season. Um, you know, you know, has Josh Vasquez has, has he improved his shot? You know, is, you know what what what's Josh going to look like without Timmy around? Um, you know, what are, you know, some of these freshmen, you know, what are the cam, what, what like, what are the cams going to look like Satterwhite and Parker? I mean, those are both two great players, um, that, you know, are going to provide a huge, you know, immediate boost. Um, but you know, on, on the same side, you know, Eastern Washington has, you know, a squad that's been together for a while. I mean, Jacob Davidson, um, you know, a, a, a legit, you know, a legit, a, a, a legitimately legit guy as, as, as the best way I can, I can really say that. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just such a talented, he's such a talented athlete and, um, you know, I and, and and Kim Aiken Jr. too. I mean, as long as he's not getting into it with any cheerleaders or any fan, any Grizz fans on the on the side on the side this year. I mean, I, I think you know. I mean, I might, I might might pay to watch that again. But um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 yeah. I but I, I just I think that I think that Montana has a body to be able to match up with EWU. And 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 one thing that people are continually forgetting is that Montana like soundly beat Eastern Washington twice last year. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't particularly close. Um, you know, in, in, in the second game, maybe a little bit more so, but in, in that first game, when, when the UM went to, went, went over to Cheney and they just, they whooped them. And I mean, and I, I don't really see, you know, that completely changes here. I mean, the Grizz have been kind of the class of the big sky for, you know, the past five years. And, um, you know, everyone else has, you know, kind of had their little runs and stuff, but it, it's just, it, it's just hard for me to bet against the Grizz, especially this year. And especially with Travis as a coach and, you know, having, you know, him around, you know, for a couple of years and, and Travis kind of had Shantae's number. A little bit too. So um, I, I know that I know this game that Travis. I won't exactly speak for him and say he takes it personally, but I'm also not going to say he doesn't take it personally. So um, and I'm sure that the Grizz probably take it a little bit personally that um, Eastern Washington got uh, a few more votes um, than the Grizz did. My feature guest Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian. Also check out his work on 406mtsports.com as well. Jordan, if they want to follow your work and social media and all other platforms, how can they do that? Yeah, just uh, follow me on Twitter at, at Jordy Hansen or check out um, our stuff on 406mtsports.com. We're going to really be ramping up the, the basketball coverage coming up here this these next couple weeks, so I'm excited about it. Again, Jordan, really appreciate the time, really appreciate the insight as well, my friend. You have yourself a great rest of your night. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yep, appreciate it, Anthony. You have a good one, too.